0: Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership.
1: Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be a try. Joy Jobson's got the try.
0: Window gets his second. The think thing the league does, Newcastle for a hundred to hundred rugby league. Welcome back to another episode of League Castle. I am, of course, your host, Chris McPherson, and rumours of my demise have been greatly over exaggerated. A little bit of COVID has knocked us about for a week and we've skipped a week, so we do apologise to uh, our loyal listeners, uh, Mama and my other family members. I'm very sorry. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, we appreciate everyone that's tuning in. Make sure to keep up to date with our social media channels League Castle AUS on Facebook, League Castle AU on Instagram, and Occasionally on Twitter, Uh, most of our content on Instagram and Facebook. We are looking forward to a bumper episode. Round one of the Denton Engineering Cup is in the books. Well, three-fifths of it anyway. A couple of washouts, as are to be expected. and Undoubtedly, more to come this week. We've already been told that Wyong versus Central won't go ahead, and we do catch up with Wyong captain and coach Mitch Williams uh, to kick off this week's show, uh, having a little bit of a chat in regards... To the Denton Engineering Cup, their round one win and uh, how they see the season shaping up as well as uh, their new signings and, and what's happening there in terms of positive progress with the Woon roos and their you know more permanent return to the competition. Uh, we also have the chance to, ahead of the scheduled kick-off of the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League competitions, uh, a chance to catch up with former committee member... Sean Johnson who's involved with the University Seahorses Club Uh, he's been out there for quite some time Uh, as many of you may know him Rabs, he's been a great uh, contributor to Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League over many years as well as uh, the Tertiary Cup when University previously competed in that uh, so we'll take apart the A-grade and the B-grade men's competitions, the A-grade ladies' league tag, and also throw out some tips for each of the grades on who we see as the uh, the sides to win it and, you know, who's going to be up there. But a really cracking season. Uh, they've got five, team, uh, five comps of men's uh, football, three ladies' league tag, and two women's tackle competitions, so... It's uh, certainly a uh, promising competition ahead for Newcastle Hunter Rugby League and we'll do our best to do it a little bit of justice catching up with Sean as well as talking about a few little initiatives that we're going to roll out during the year, um, including some uh, food and beverage reviews from the grounds that Sean will be doing. So uh, we look forward to getting into that a little bit later in the show, but we'll be right back with you to kick off the show with none other than Wong Roo's captain coach, Mitch Williams. All right, we're fortunate enough to be joined by Wiong captain coach, Mitch Williams. Mitch, welcome back to League Castle. Thanks, mate. Uh, good to be back here. Mate, uh, we were going to catch up with you in the pre-season. Unfortunately, you got derailed like many have in recent times with a bit of COVID, mate. Uh, but obviously, uh, didn't take too much gloss off yourself because uh, it was a good win in hard-fought conditions in round one against the local rivals, mate. 16-12 over the entrance.
1: Yeah, obviously obviously not ideal. I guess it was my time. I've avoided it for a while, but with all the rain and then COVID, uh, the lead-up was a a bit disrupted, like I'm sure many teams have been. But yeah, very excited to get the the win in the local derby first up.
0: And and in terms of that, mate, uh, obviously anyone that's had a bit of a look at the highlights or or run through the team list will notice a couple of of handy inclusions playing in the centres for you and Steve Gordon and Henry Penn. Um, Steve Gordon getting across for a try. Who who was the I guess the standouts for Wyong Who who's impressed you in terms of the preseason and round one?
1: Yeah, obviously, you know, bringing those two guys into the side was an area that I thought last year we really needed to strengthen, and obviously, um, you know, they're both going to do that. Henry, you know, he's probably one of the more talented players getting around this competition, and then Steve brings a wealth of experience uh, and knowledge to our team. Uh, on the weekend's game, I think you know Brock Mullen and Luke Sharp. Uh, in those conditions, which probably wouldn't suit normally either of them as much as one would think, they were both outstanding. So, uh, yeah, really good signs for them.
0: No, it's excellent, mate. It's ne- never, um, never easier, especially at the back, uh, to be to be taking on the wet conditions. If, uh, especially with a side like the entrance, they've got a good kicking game with their halves with Pierce or yeah. McKinnis as well. So, would would have been a tough day out, and no one to be envying fullback. So, to hear that Luke stood up is obviously a good sign for you guys for the season ahead.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't think I've met a bloke that hates playing in the Marine more than, than Luke. So, uh, you know, when the weather forecast was out like it was, he was you know, a bit disappointed. But, yeah, he, he was outstanding. Uh, you know, Will Pierce has got an extremely good kicking game. I thought he did a great job taking a lot of high balls and, and played really tough uh, and made some really good metres through the middle and uh, yeah, ultimately scored a solo trial that won us the game.
0: And, and in terms of – it's something we've talked about with a lot of the coaches and yeah. obviously – a lot of our fans are focused on the on the Newcastle area and with Wyong and the entrance coming in. In terms of those players that are coming up through the ranks, is there some names that we can watch out for coming through the the ranks at Wyong? I know watching some of the the representative footy, the young guys in the 16s and 18s, Wyong had quite a number of players playing for the Central Coast rep sides. But who have we got that sort of that next cusp coming through that we might see some of coming through the ranks of the Ruse, maybe in season 2022? Yeah,
1: obviously, yeah, you know, really strong club, really strong junior base. Um Joe Boyle featured a few times for us last year and uh he's he's playing his foot with the Roosters the SG ball sign and he'll be back after that shortly and looking for another crack. Um another you know young local kid Levi Vikasu has come across from the King gummer made his uh Den Cup debut on the weekend on the wing and it did extremely well and he's only just turned twenty one. So giving these coast kids a chance to, to play at this level, which you know is essentially the third tier of his rugby league, um, you know, he's always a highlight. So um you know, Isaac Blackhall's been around a couple of years now, but uh, really starting to develop and find his feet at this level as well.
0: Yeah, certainly great to see. And as you say, it's a, it's a good opportunity that probably people talk about Wang and the entrance, but it, it's, it's another step in the pathway, you know, alongside having that Roosters pathway that you just touched on for those players that might not make it into the Roosters squad, may not, you know, 16, 17, 18 flag on the radar, to, to maybe jump in at, you know, 19, 20, 21 and take that next step sort of in between by coming to either Wyong the entrance and putting themselves in the in the limelight with the Denton Engineering Cup?
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, young Levi that played on the wing for us. Uh, he made a 20th squad, only played three games before COVID stopped it. And then, you know, just another year of football with COVID. So, um, you know, a lot of kids have had taken, you know, some real opportunities away from them with COVID in and, and the last two years and falling in and out of systems. And that can happen to Central Coast kids quite easily with, you know, not the clearest, most direct pathway. I know the Roosters are really trying to change that, but at this stage we still don't have that perfect pipeline of Central Coast kids going to NRL teams. So to give them an opportunity to you know, to be seen in such a strong competition, you know, with plenty of eyes on them, it is a real highlight.
0: It certainly is. Uh, in terms of, of round one last week as well, mate, obviously yourselves getting the win. The other two games that got on both, again, not surprisingly with the weather, um, quite uh, or reasonably low scoring affairs and quite close. Was it? Was there anything that stood out in terms of what you saw from those or the score lines there? Any surprises?
1: Yeah, I haven't watched too much of the Cessna West game. I watched the, the Maitland Central game on Sunday, given that uh, we were looking towards playing Central this weekend. Uh, I think Central and Maitland showed that they're going to be both you know, very hard to beat this year. It looks like Maitland have once again got an extremely strong team and Central look to have uh, recruited pretty well and obviously with Luke Walsh steering the ship around, um, you know, they're going to be you know, a really tough team to beat.
0: Yeah, well, it certainly looks like Central, similar to yourself, have recruited quite well in those um, in the centres as well with obviously Kai Cooper coming in and a lot of people have seen him at the higher levels and uh, Tamano Alexander as well. So that's added to, you know, and then you've got the Walsh brothers in the halves. It's... Uh, there's, there's plenty of options for them there in terms of attack. So a little bit disappointing, mate, I guess, on, on that segue that uh this week's game already uh got a pin in it. Um but undoubtedly I'm sure you'll be you know, looking forward to when you do get that opportunity to clash with Central. It's always a uh it's a it's a pretty solid encounter between the two clubs.
1: Yeah, definitely. And like you said, those two centers that Central have got might just be the best, you know, centers pairing in the competition, both really big bodies. Clark Cooper, uh, you know, I think he had three line breaks in the first half against Matlin on the weekend. Maitland's obviously a very strong defensive team, so anyone that's doing that uh, you know, obviously needs to be watched carefully, but yeah, very disappointing. Uh, feels like the last couple of years, it's really been a struggle to get momentum and continuity in this competition, and again, now yeah, we've played one game and we're off for a week, and, uh, who knows, all this rain uh, that's falling down when we're back on the field, so a little bit frustrating, but you know, in the scheme of things, the, the, the rain is doing far, far less to us than a lot of other people.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Um, certainly, some <clears throat> competitions and areas that are under a lot more impact than, than ours. So, we're fortunate enough that we will be able to reschedule, as you say. And yeah, m- maybe maybe it does break up that big run of home games. I think four of the first five games originally scheduled um, at Murray Breen for yourselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so,
1: I mean. Oh, yeah, we've got that got that little home run uh, early and then a lot of away games late, which, you know, probably not ideal, but you've uh, got to make the most of the home games when you get them.
0: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you, you end up with that same number. It's just about when they fall, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, I'd probably like a few more back-ended, but uh, I know that we swapped with Lakes early in the season because they couldn't get on their ground yet. And then your 5-4 split turns to a 6-3 split and um, yeah, it makes the run home a little bit tougher.
0: Yeah, fair enough. That makes sense. Bubba leaning on the uh, on the, on the hooker connections and friendship, was he <laughs> made to call in a favour?
1: Yeah, that's what he wants to do. He filled my, filled my draw late in the year and thought it would really stitch me up.
0: Oh dear uh, Mate so in, in terms of the season ahead We've talked to a few Of the other coaches already um, And obviously From the weekend We saw Maitland And Cessnock They're, they're likely going to be Two of the threats Central as well Is is it a much more Open competition Do you think this year Than it might have been Sort of the last two That you've participated in Albeit that They've been You know A late inclusion And then a An, an abbreviated competition
1: Yeah I, I think I think everyone looks really strong I think uh, Like you mentioned But one thing We probably haven't Discussed too much Is Macquarie is and. They really powered us up last year. And from the looks of things, they've probably they're probably recruited as good as anyone and, and strengthened that team up some more. And They're super hard to beat in Toronto. Um, yeah, I, I really think they're a bit of a smoky that, that can take it to a lot of teams. They play a good, aggressive brand. And you know they've got some really talented players in that footy team. So I know they didn't play on the weekend, but I, I think they'll be really hard to beat this year. Uh, obviously, Bayland have kept a, a pretty similar squad. Um, and, and it's hard to imagine Seth not being strong this year.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's been the uh, prevailing opinion, mate. Well, we, we appreciate you coming on, mate. Obviously, the, the week off, um, by the sounds of it, uh, Luke will be happy to have the week off at the back out of the rain, but I, I think the bad news <laughs> for him is it's probably going to be raining again next week, but we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll let him enjoy the, the week out of the rain for now and uh, maybe we'll invest in an umbrella for him for later in the season. But let's just, before we let you go, mate, uh, we'll have a quick run through those other four games and get your thoughts on them for round two and throw down some tips. We'll start Saturday, mate. We've got three games there. The first up... Uh, round one winners, Cessnock, they come up against Lakes. Obviously, Lakes, we talked about Bubba Burke now taking the uh, the reins there. He, his, I guess, experience is going to add add something to that young squad.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, no one thinks more highly of of and his coaching than, than I do. So I can only assume that Lakes are going to be extremely well coached. I, I guess with, with my tip for this one, Cessnock having already had a game, I feel like it's a huge advantage uh, for them. I know it's out at Cessnock too, so... I think that's a massive advantage. So it'd
0: be hard to see them lose him there. Yeah. No, I think I think that's where the prevailing opinion will be. Uh, as, as an old Lakes bloke, I might have to tip the Seagulls though. I think Bubba would have me if I didn't. So. <laughs> exactly. uh, n- next up, uh, and this one will be an interesting one. Wes, we obviously saw how they finished, I'll well, call it, the season last year, but what what we got out in the season last year. <laughs> um, we won't see the same start of the season we did last year. They had a really tough run against Cessnock last week. They'll be better for that. Maitland. They sort of, you know, got away with it in the end and, and the scoreline probably made it look a little bit more spaced than it was. Do yeah. Ma- Maitland go two from two at home here against West this week?
1: Yeah, I think they do. I think West showed last week um, probably more of the form towards the back end of the year than, than what they did at the last time. I don't think they'll be that slow out of the blocks this year. But Maitland at Maitland, first home game of the season. Um, I think Alex Langridge will be back for this clash as well. So he obviously adds a huge amount to that team. Um, they're just so hard to beat. Um, yeah, you, know, you really need to beat your best to beat them. And uh, West had that tough encounter with Cessnock last week, so it'll be interesting to see how they back up.
0: Yeah, it certainly will be a, an interesting turnaround on on seven days after the heavy track and another heavy track to come. Next up, and speaking of heavy tracks, Curry Sports Ground is uh, not the most <laughs> forgiving at the best of times, but Curry versus Macquarie, this is always a bit of a rivalry. Uh, Coach Steve Kidd at Macquarie is an ex-Curry boy himself, and there's no love lost between these two teams. It'll be interesting to see. Both these sides out for their first run, and as you said, Macquarie have signed well. Curry with a new coach, with uh, what's he up there coaching as well? Uh, they've brought in some country boys, so it'll be really interesting to see what Curry can put up. Um, but yeah, th- this one's always fiercely fought out, mate. Yeah, I think anytime
1: you go to Curry, uh,
0: you know, you know, you really want to make sure you packed your mouth guard Like it's always a tough
1: encounter on and off the field at Curry. So. Uh, I'm sure the Macquarie boys will be looking forward to it. I think that this one, uh, both teams having their first clash, will be a pretty even match. And like you said, it seems like Curry have uh, recruited some, you know, some tough country players from from up a little bit uh, higher than their competition. And uh, but I think my tip from Macquarie this one, I, I really like them this year. Uh, I think they've recruited well. I think they were good last year. There's some real nice pieces in this team that I think could score a lot of points.
0: Excellent. And last but not least, mate, down on the coast on Sunday, are we going to see you sneak down to Ed Sack Oval to have a look at this one and see what Souths can offer in their first game as they take on your round one rivals, the entrance?
1: <laughs> if it stops raining, I might, but yeah, this weather, I don't really like hanging outside in the rain watching footies, so we'll see, yeah.
0: All right. Well, who, who do you like here, mate? Obviously, we we haven't seen a lot of South, but they have obviously brought Andrew Ryan back in as coach. They've signed a couple of players, including you know the likes of Frank Paul Nuasala, which they already had quite a good forward pack with with Simpson and some of those guys there. They probably performed a bit under expectations last year, so they'll be looking to bounce back. You think? And the entrance, obviously, again as you said, having had a run in round one, will be better for it.
1: Yeah, that, I guess that's really hard as well. Um, I'd, I'd probably lean to the entrance because they've already had that run, and I don't know a heap about how South obviously has recruited. You know, some really key players like Frank and obviously having bobcat back at home is going to help. Um, Entrance played really tough last week. Obviously, our ground, um, you know, it was pretty tough conditions. So, it'll be interesting to see how they've pulled up. I know a lot of our blokes uh, were still quite sore long into the week, but I think they might just sneak over at home.
0: Lovely, mate. Well, Thank you again for jumping on. We appreciate it, mate. You're always very willing with your time. Um, we might have to get uh, Luke on later in the year to talk weather once it clears, mate, uh, and, and find out what, <laughs> what, that. What, it is that, what it is that scares him about the rain, or, or maybe we'll get him some League <laughs> Castle gumboots to play in, mate.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: sure he'd appreciate that. Uh, all good, mate. Well, thank you again. Hopefully catch up with you during the season once you've got a few wins on the board. Good luck for the year ahead, mate, and thank you as always for your time. Not a problem. Cheers, mate. A big thanks to Mitch there. We'll take a short break and we'll rejoin you to pull apart the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League seasons uh, proudly brought to you by their sponsors, Lake Macquarie Forklifts and the Mex Club. All right, it's time to dig into the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League and uh, fortunate enough to have a guest on today to have a quick look ahead of the season kicking off this weekend, weather dependent, into the A and B grade and a little bit of a chat about the ladies' league tag. He's certainly been all around the traps and I know he'll pop his head up at plenty of venues this year, uh, uh, whether that's as his uh, as himself or as uh, one of his many alter egos, whether it be the bookworm or the connoisseur of blue cans and uh, steak singers Sean Johnson. Uh,
1: how are you, mate? I'm very well. Thank you, Chris. How's
0: your good self? Yeah, going well, mate. Going well. Um, you'd be reasonably well known to a lot of our Newcastle and Hunter listeners from many different aspects, whether, as I said, it's your time at uni, uh, your time with the Newcastle and Hunter executive as well, mate, or just being a you know purveyor of good football wares and good football and canteen and bar um, serve-ups as well, mate.
1: I do enjoy the barbecue at uh, many a local football ground and I think I graced your very first episode of this uh, podcast a couple of years back.
0: You did, mate. I believe a season launch at Central Leagues Club, you know, going back to season one. We're now in season four and you're on episode three, mate, so still high on the priority list each season. That's good. That's good. It's nice to know that I'm valued. Yeah, always valued, mate, um, e- even if it is when you're heckling me as a water boy when I'm refereeing ladies' league tag.
1: <laughs> your mum's your dad. Yeah, exactly, you're right. So,
0: uh, mate, uh, and, and, and that, that, is, that is probably a, a warning shot. We've talked about this a little bit um, off, the, uh, off the air, but a warning shot to clubs that you, you, will, you will be sniffing out and about and, and putting some ratings in this year on uh, the Christmas of blue cans and the quality of steak sangers. so they need to be on their best fare if they spot you at their grounds.
1: Absolutely, the steaks need to be juicy, and the cut and blue, kin, blue tins blue need to be frosty. I
0: like, I like the sound of it, mate. Yes, but we'll have yourself, myself, and and some others popping out the grounds and providing some reviews so the punters know uh, where to get to. Not only to take in quality footy because we know that turns up at most of the grounds most weekends, but also some quality, good fare on those hills, mate. Because you know you need to be well fueled for uh, you know those lines like that one you just rolled out. You know. Your mum's your dad. You know, you don't need a long neck to be a goose and all those all those other quality lines that, uh, you know, the punners punter, like to sing out at the Men in Pink.
1: That's right. Well, the Men in Pink have got it coming, really.
0: Yeah, well, when they, when they let blokes like me into their membership, that's, that's what happens, right? It's a clear sign that something's wrong. Exactly, exactly right, mate. Well, let's let's jump into some footy. Um, and, and what we might do, we, we always talk about the boys first. Let's let's kick off with the ladies, right? and Absolutely. As as a man who's uh, been involved with uni for a while, and uni a proud club that's heavily invested in their ladies' league tag, with a lot of those uh, great scholars and and those uh, associated with them that have got on the field for the she horses in their uh, different grades over the years, and um, sort of r- run deep into some competitions. Mate, uh, how's it looking out at uni? Uh, numbers are good. good.
1: Two sides. Two sides again. Um, we weren't sure whether we'd be able to get the numbers together, but um, there's definitely a feeling uh, amongst amongst our uh, ladies players that um, they were going well last year and they want to give it a red hot crack again this year. Um, so uh, got about 30 ready to play. Um, nucleus of both our teams from last year have backed up again, and um, well, let's hope this is the
0: year. Well, mate, we'll talk about it in a moment, but uh, one of the, uh, the the big names of the competition has gone by the wayside. So while well, there's also some in that A-grade comp, and we'll, we'll go through the teams in a sec, there's some red-hot competition. The Aberglass mm. and Ants, mate, uh, are no more, unfortunately, than one of the powerhouses over recent years.
1: Look, it, it's actually it's actually sad, you know, that, that so much work went into building that club when they started the league tag um, and um, and then, you know, out of the men's type side into it and then went to two league tag teams and uh, been immensely successful um um at uni's expense um in in that a grade competition and i think um i think uh there'll be a bit of a hole in that a grade competition without them not that it won't be hotly contested but that um everyone wants to actually be the team that beats them finally and um and they're not they're not going to be there. Um, no,
0: so, unfortunately not. Dropping yeah. dropping down to B grade, obviously they had the two teams previously. So it's great to see that mm. the, the club hasn't gone completely by the wayside. But no more in yeah. A grade, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, look, it's, and it, and it's a shame, but yeah, they've got that they've got that route to grow from again with their B grade B grade team going around, which I, I think is um, made up of their remaining players, uh, mostly from their team that was in C grade last year. Um, I'm told that some of their a-grade guys have um, gone to uh, Maitland Pickers um, while, of course, um, Ash Harvey and Sophie Buller and so on are having a crack at um, NRLW playing for Burley Bears, so um, good for them as well.
0: Yeah, well, we saw Ash jump across to the to the tackle, which she was very adept at last year and a couple of yep. the others, so great great to see them taking some opportunities and obviously the growth of the women's game is is great. We see two grades in the women's tackle as well, and uh, but yeah, as we said, three grades in the ladies league tag. I might just run through, and we'll go in reverse order here. So the C grade competition, we see Dudley uh, returning for another year. Tea Gardens, Shortland, Raymond Terrace. It um, looks like they've got two sides this year. Cardiff Morpeth coming in, which is great. It's always great to see a new side. West Walls End returning in a wobble so that that'll be hotly contested. A few sides returning after a couple of years, and a few a few sides. You know, as we said, Morpeth coming in. Uh, T Guns yeah. have been there for quite a while, and Raymond Terrace with with a second side, which obviously they've seen some numbers grow. I think they've picked up some players from a couple of different clubs, which is great to see. So um, it'll be interesting to watch that one, and, and a couple of those sides in their second and third years will be better for the run. But then look at B grade, there's a couple of teams here who've been you know quite strong over a number of years, um, and a couple of improvers as well that'll, that'll really mix this up, which will be interesting to see. So we've got Shortland, Dungog... Hamilton, who have improved immensely since their first year two years ago, and they've been continuing that they'll continue to grow undoubtedly. Swansea, yep. West Maitland, who were a little bit hot and cold last year, but when they were on last year, they were quite strong. Clarence Town, uh, Aberglassen, as we talked about before. Uh, Raymond Terrace, who we, we talked about just a moment ago, have recruited quite well, so I expect they'll be reasonably competitive. Stroud, they're always there and thereabouts, and have been in A grade in a number of years, and obviously the uh, the second university side who. Um, we're leading all comers, I think, uh, when when we uh, when we got nipped in the bud last year. So that B grade competition certainly going to be. It's not going to be a walk in the park for any sides.
1: I don't think so. There's there's some talent there. Um, Swansea's good. Um, Swansea's really good. Um, and um, yeah, you're right about Hamilton. They would sort of come along in leaps and bounds last year, and we were due to troll them at the weekend and see what they were looking at, uh, looking like. But. Um, uh, that got washed out um, but um, I think they'll be contenders in that B grade, B grade comp um, Shorty will look good again I'm sure um, It's um, that's actually going to be a really tough comp for the ladies B grade I think
0: That's what we'd like to see though we, you know and, and not to denigrate from you know yourselves and Aberglassen but for a number of those early years probably after that first year when your minor were there it's sort of was in a lot of people for sort of two or three years there, where it was kind of like, oh, well, Aberglassen and Uni will run first and second and they'll play in the grand final. And, you mm. know, if Uni are absolutely on, they, they might give them a run and might pip them. But if not, then Aberglassen will, you know, almost hand in the trophy. So it's great to see in these competitions that, you know, it's it's throw a blanket over, you know, most or all of the field at this time of the year, which is great to see. And I think A grade will be much the same. And, and we'll jump onto it now and get get a few mm. of your thoughts, mate. Uh, obviously, university there, they're scheduled to play central this week in round one. We've also got Cessnock. Maitland, who are a very strong side, and if they've recruited some of those Aberglass girls, will be better for it. Fingal Bay, who are always there and thereabouts. They've sort of been one of those third or fourth place teams for a number of years uh, up until the time that the Newcastle Rugby League teams came in. Um, and then, yeah, so that's the six teams. So Cessnock, Katara, Uni, Central, Maitland, and Fingal. So I don't think there's anyone you could rule out or, or you know say, look, they're laid down Mazere even to make the top four out of those six at the moment. So it's, it's a nice open one, and I think it'll be, you know, it's, it's the old stereotype, Sean, but. The teams that turn up on the day consistently will be the ones that, that feature touch wood when yeah, we get there to in September. That's
1: absolutely right. That's absolutely right. Look, Fingal Bay have been really well coached. Um, you see them play with structure and, and quite a quite a good defensive style. Um, they probably lack um, some of the outright sort of pace and and, and um, attacking brilliance of some of the some of the stronger teams. Um, but yeah, they won't be out of place in the A Grade Cup. And in um, Katara as well, I'm expecting them to sort of make it, make a bit of a leap forward from last year. Um, they were learning learning each other's names a little bit last year. I think the Katara team, um, but I think they'll be a lot stronger this year round. Um, and then of course Maitland and Central will be excellent. Can't expect anything less than that. Um, and I'd also expect Snot to improve a little bit as well. Um, so I think that's going to be a really rollicking sixteen comp with. Um, uh, probably some pretty tight results and a few upsets in there as well.
0: Yeah, that's what we look forward to is, you know, nice nice and tight, and as you said, there's a couple of those sides that might have been a bit challenged by their place in A grade, especially the likes of Cessnock and Katara last year, but, you know, Cessnock finished with a, with a reasonably wet sail, I think, from memory. Um, Katara, look, they improved. I think you could see they had the skills, but as you said, the cohesion might not have been there, so they'll be better for another mm. year under their belts, and, you know, Obviously, the likes of Maitland and Central, we know what they dish up, especially if they've, they've recruited a couple more, you know, like we talked about with Maitland. And hey, the, the one you haven't talked about is obviously the one that you've got as the bookies' favourite, mate, the University Seahorses or the Sheahorses. Uh They're always right there when the whips are cracking and it will be a little bit disappointing if they were to win a title without knocking off Aberglassen, but I'm sure they'd be just as happy to take one if they can get there at the end of August, start of September.
1: Oh, I think, I think by the time you get to August, who's... Uh, by September, rather... Um, who's there or not? Who's not there is not going to matter. You're just going to want to lift the cup, and um, uh, we feel like we've got a strong team again, and we've prepared really well. We've got smart coaches doing the jobs there. Occasionally, I can be found running the water, um, um, and uh, not that that has anything to do with the success of it. Um, I think, I think, I think we'll be really strong, and I'm, I'm predicting that we'll be right up there at the front of the front of the pile and uh, top of the pile when when it gets to the end of the season.
0: I like that, mate. Not trying, to, not trying to throw off, mate. So, you said smart coaches. So, have you had a change of coaching with the A-grade women's team? They're
1: <laughs> smart in not obvious ways. Um, you know, Craig Carslake's leading leading around uh, the A-grade tag again as the head coach for our, for our um, women's part of the club um, and uh, uh, deserves a bit of congratulations because he, he and his partner, Caitlin, have just welcomed twins into the world as well. So, um, I don't, don't think Caitlin's going to be having a run this year, but we've got plenty of good players to uh, fill the boots and, um, and I, think we'll be, I think we'll be there at the end of the
0: season. Oh, congrats to him, mate. He is a good bloke. I, I, he's got a pretty thick skin and he's, he is smart when it comes to some of his comments from the sideline when uh, yours truly is running a touchline in the ladies' league oh, tag and different he's, things. He's so. class. Yeah, which is, you know, I'm sure he's learned learnt from the best in yourself, mate, uh, but always in a good nature with Craig. He's a good guy, mate, and we've had him on the show a couple of times. He's, he's, he's quite entertaining, and it livens up that touchline if it's in the right right fashion, I think, so. Yeah, absolutely. But all right, mate, we'll, we'll move on, and we'll jump into the men's, and, and what I'm going to do is we're going to just quickly run through. We're going to give it a bit of a dig into the, the A and the B grade more so, but we'll have a quick run through just what the structure of the competitions are and, and run through the teams. So uh, we've got... A, B, C grade, then we've got the Men's Southern and the Men's Northern. The Men's Northern's been a bit of a fixture for recent years. The Men's Southern mm. has come and gone a couple of times and it's been renamed as D grade. We've had different things. But we'll start with the Southern Conference, and it's a bit of an in- interesting mix. There's a few uh, – what's a nice word for this? Challenging venues, I reckon, to uh, to head on out to during the year. So we've got um, – going from north to south, we've got up in Maitland, we've got Maitland United, West Maitland and East Maitland. So there'll be some nice little clustered rivalry in that half of the competition. Absolutely. Hamilton and Waratah, nice little rivalry there. And then the tough trip down to Budgiewoy at this stage. So that's not an easy place to visit. We know they've been a very competitive side. I think they've lost a couple of players this year, but they're a physical Mm. side and their crowd make you very known that you are not from there and that you're a visitor.
1: Yeah, um, I've had some experiences of playing there at Halakalani um, and it's an intimidating environment and um, um, definitely one of those places you're quite happy to jump in the car and leave. Um, <laughs> in the nicest possible way. And I think, yeah, those, those Maitland teams, they're going to have some nice little derbies there. Um, it'll be uh, good to see the, the Griffins go up against the Wallaroos and United and all that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, well, we had United and the Wallaroos last year, and they share that ground, obviously, at Coro. But, yeah, having mm. East Maitland versus West Maitland again, it just brings back memories almost of that old, you know, Maitland all-age comp, doesn't it? Absolutely,
1: yeah. It goes back to those Maitland and Coalfield days, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. So the other competition that we do have is the is the Northern Conference, and uh, it's it's very much similar to recent years. It's sorry, I should I should give it its correct title: the MEX Club Men's Northern Conference. Um, so we've got your your usual uh, strong sides of sort of uh, Gloucester, uh, Patterson. Interestingly, Stroud and Clarence sound have combined, so they've been quite strong individually in, in recent years, but they've they've mm. come together. Uh, Raymond Terrace. We've got two sides, so they're in there. So we've got Karua, Dungog, Stroud, Clarence Town, Raymond Terrace, Gloucester, Morpeth, Patterson River, Tea Gardens, and Hinton. Uh, the one thing I'm really hoping at this competition is that is that Tea Gardens. Look, they had some real fight in them last year, but they were just really throwing above their weight. So hopefully they've been bolstered by a couple of couple of handy locals and, and can get right in the mix. Because uh, this competition, at its best, is you know absolute. You know, again, it's exactly what we we're just talking about that old Maitland All Age. You know. Rivalry games almost every week, and, and no love lost. But you know, schooners as soon as you get across the sideline afterwards.
1: Our oh, northern competition is absolutely uh, fantastic for your derbies. And look, I was privileged enough to have a beer with the presidents of Clarence Town in um, Dungog a couple of weeks ago at, at Mix Club. Um, there's uh, there's that fierce rivalry on the paddock, and good mateship straight after it. Um, and, um, look, T Guns once upon a time when Brooke Roach was up there was uh, a pretty pretty hard place to go on a Sunday afternoon. So it would be good to see them kind of, um, you know, find find something and grow a league and, and um, get a few more wins because they're certainly competitive on their home paddy. Um,
0: yeah, they certainly yeah. are. And, and, it'll be, and it'll be interesting to see. And I, I know Note watching them last year they had... There was a a real mix. They had some older, experienced heads, a few of them, and then they had quite a lot of young guys. So hopefully, again, another year in their belt. You know, these guys are sort of, look. you know, the best part is sort of 18 to 20, and we know that sort of age bracket, another year after you've played a year against men and, you know, had a bit of an off-season. Hopefully, you know, it it tends to be a physical competition, that competition as much as any in in these grades. So hopefully they'll they'll be a bit more, you know, physically matured and, and ready to sort of mix it. They were a bit undersized in a couple of parts. So... Uh, good luck to them, because they're a strong tea garden, as you said, when they are in that A-grade competition, it was really good for rugby league in that area. They had junior sides there as well, and hopefully they can get back to that point. Absolutely. We'll move on up to the Lake Macquarie Forklift Services C-grade men's competition, and you'll notice that there's a couple of shared sponsors between a couple of these grades, which is great to see these businesses getting behind Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League, because without them, you know, a lot of what happens can't go on, and Looking at this competition, again, there's some really good rivalries that will build out of this. But we've got Morissette, who've been a fixture in Sea grade in recent years. Wallsend, Maryland as well. Abermain, who I understand have picked up a couple of the Aberglassen men's players who Aberglassen are no longer in the competition in the men's. Lakes United, Raymond Terrace, their top tier side. West Walls End, Fingal Bay, and then these last two, I think this will be a nice little grudge match because Awabakal have recruited well. And Dora Creek with a second side. So Dora Creek obviously been a powerhouse in A grade for quite some years now. Great to see them expand that and put a second team in at last.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. so they're, they're moving towards that uh, uh, A and A reserve kind of format, really. And that's, that's great to see. That's, it's, a, it's a real compliment to the people who run Dora Creek because um, they're, they're running a women's tackle team as well, I believe. Um, um they're um they, you know they worked really hard to put themselves in that position of being able to field three teams um it's not easy um so um and that competition again there's some, there's some pretty brutal rivalries in that um Art walls End and west walls end um, that make yep. your eyes water um,
0: yeah i think I think even the the uh, the, the battle for we for the Weir road mate west walls end versus wobble there'll be no love lost there and a lot of the West Walls End boys will know a lot of the Dora Creek boys. So there's been movement between those clubs in, in recent years at different points yep. as well. So that, that sort of those those three Western Lake sides, and you know, as you said, the two the two the two Ws West Walls End and Walls End Maryland. Um, yeah, there'll be there'll be plenty of rivalries. Raymond Terrace and Fingal Bay will be a nice one as well. Um, I think yep. even, even the Battle of the Lake you'll have Lakes against Lakes United from over at Belmont against the from Spears Point. Lakes United versus Morriset. Well, yeah, Morissette, Dora Creek. There's so many of them there. So this competition, if it stays in that shape just promises that pretty much every round you're going to have a a derby game in some way, shape or form. Yeah, it looks
1: like a great comp. It looks like it'll be super competitive, uh, provided there aren't sort of any regrades.
0: Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, we expect there'll be some, but, you know, the the great thing is, you know, and we talked about it off air before, outside of the A-grade competition where there's a few clubs that really stand alone and, and just trying to, I guess, bulk that out to make it a competitive competition and, you know, not the same two or three sides playing each other every few weeks. The B grade to C grade, there's not huge amounts separating. I mean, yes, the top team in B grade to C grade might be a bit of a gap, but you know, when you go from about probably fifth in B grade down to about fifth in C grade, there's, you know, on any given day, depending on injuries and fitness, there's, there's you know, a try or two and a home ground advantage maybe separating those sides. I think so, yeah. There's a fair bit of
1: interchangeability there, um, and um, it just comes down to a little bit of fitness and, um, and rubber the green um, for a lot of those results.
0: Yes, yeah, exactly right. Um, moving on, and, and, and it is the Mex Club B grade. They also sponsor the B grade competition. And for mine, and I, and I've made this pretty pretty widely known. I know I've said it to you, mate. I've said it to a couple of other people I've been talking to in recent days about these competitions. This comp is the one to watch for me. Last year, the B grade was an absolutely mouthwatering competition. The fo- Heading into the finals, there was nothing separating I think, first to sixth. And on their day, you know, teams were turning each other over, irrespective of fitness and players and all these sorts of things. So um, mm-hmm. I was involved in refereeing a couple of games. I think Swansea window was one of the best games of football I've seen, including doing first grade last year. So, yeah, absolutely red-hot competition. And again, lots of rivalry games. Um, so let's have a look through it. And obviously, you'll be able to give some insight into, into uni and how they've prepared, mate, once we've run through the team. So... We've got, um, you know, when you look at inner city, you've got, you know, we'll, we'll use the term inner city loosely, but you've got Katara, Uni and Shortland in a little bit of a cluster then. You've then got the, the Western teams that sort of fringe on that as well, Cardiff and Glendale. You go down the coast, you've got North Lakes and Swansea. Swansea also a natural rival to Windale as well and and then throw in Curry up in the coalfields too. Look, they threw above their weight in A grade last year and, and if they've got a similar side, they'll be right in the mix in B grade. They're physical, they don't mind uh, rolling up the sleeves and, and uh, really testing the referee's patience either when needed. So I think this will be a very physical, a very strong comp. There's some really good attacking players as well, so it's not just going to be a bash them up game, but certainly with the way the paddocks are shaping up in um, uh, in the early part of the season, I think you know some forward prowess and some physicality will, will come to the fore in this competition, mate.
1: Oh, absolutely! You got you've got curry-curry North Lakes, and uh, and um, Cardiff coming down from A grade, mm-hmm. um, and Katara stepping up from C grade, um, and and a lot of a lot of good teams that were in B grade last year. Um, it, it's really a, that, that that forward wrestle is going to be really important on wet pitches, uh, which we're you know expecting all year long. Um, I really like Swansea for a bit of that. Um, good props. that will be um, better for a year. Year in that grade and in the same team. Um, and uh, look at the rest of it. Curry, Curry, you know, depending on what, what squad they've got available each week could be could be very dangerous. Um,
0: and, um, it's going to be a challenge with Curry, I think. And last year was, was a perfect example. Like if they could play on either Friday nights or at home when they're um, grade side, and I noticed their first game and some of their other games are scheduled for five o'clock when their first grade's at home. Um, they'll have players that will probably have to back up and play reserve grade, but they may play reserve grade, you know, off the bench and then and then rest up yeah. for a few hours and, and turn out, you know, and obviously there's there's some rules around that. They can't just go, you know, bringing uh, Mitch Cullen out of first grade and roll, roll him out at seven in, in, in B grade or anything crazy like that. But there'll yeah. be some of their players that, w- that will and did last year double up, but, you know, a lot of the time they were sort of being dragged off when, you know, Curry were a try or two behind with 20 to go to get ready for reserve grade and then Curry would have 11 players and, you know, just sort of... It's it's nigh on impossible in this competition, but as, as you rightly identified, a nine team comp. I'm pretty confident it's the top five sides that were sitting one to five, maybe with the exception and might have been just in front of Glendale, but Glendale, Shortland, Uni, Windale, and Swansea certainly. Um, yeah. You, you know, and Dudley was in that mix as well. They've gone up to A grade, but it was five of those sides that were that were cracking the whip coming into the finals last yeah, year. Yeah, and just missed it by a
1: peep, and I think Glendale just lost a few tight ones. Yeah. Um, the, the team that I'm really expecting to be super strong this year is Wendell. Um, uh, they, put, um, they put Shortland to the sword in a trial a couple of weeks ago, and um, I think um, I think Wendell are ready to have a very good year. Um, so um, see, how that, see how that works out as well.
0: Well, it'll be interesting to see, and we'll get to A grade in a moment, but obviously we talked about it off air, Belmont South. Uh, no longer, unfortunately, you know, I mean, it didn't take a, you know, anyone too, too sharp to look at their squad last year and their average age, you know, a few of those guys, Mm. the Snowdens, the Hilders and a few more getting a little bit longer in the tooth and might've really questioned running around. I know there's a few games I had them up against Northern Hawks where they were very light on numbers. Um, you know, so it starts to become, as we talked about off air as well, you know, long road trips and, you know, short on numbers, not, not not, the, not the favoured conditions of uh, people on the wrong side of 30 generally, and especially Matt Hilda, who'd be knocking on the door of 40. So we'll see we'll, we'll see some of those yeah. guys move on. I know a couple of the guys, the Simon brothers, I believe, have gone out to Awabakal. Um, Aaron Morris has gone down to Swansea. There'll be a few of those others. And, and likely, you know, you'd think that Swansea, Windale, and Lakes United's C-grade side are probably where most of them will land, the ones that are still keen. There's some of them that may play reserve grade or even knock on the door of first grade for, for like some of the younger guys. Um, but it'll be, it'll be interesting to see where those pieces sort of shuffle down. There's probably a dozen players there who, you know, and Aaron's probably a really good example of that young Swansea Pack. His, his experience, and now he's cool ahead now that he's a little bit older and more experienced, um, will, will be quite handy for, you know, the likes of the big bop brothers and those sorts of guys who might, you know, play a little bit more hard on their sleeve just to have that yin and yang, I think, for Swansea. And, you know, they were right there last year, add a little bit of experience there. And he doesn't have to do too much, but just that experience and nows, um, won't, won't certainly won't hurt them.
1: It can make a huge difference at this level of footy. Um, absolutely.
0: So, yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see where, where some of those those play out. But I think Katara, for mine, they're, they're going to be a very interesting dark horse. They've obviously gone up a grade. Um, I know they've got a couple of players returning um, and different guys there. I believe uh, they've got Carl Younger back after a few years and he would have been dirty on me if I didn't give him a mention. So, he's been up in the NT for a bit of time. So, um, well,
1: don't don't forget their uh, super trainer uh, Gregory, the crocodile mantle. Uh, he'll uh, he's their X factor. Well, great advice
0: on the field. We we, we know the the, uh, the water runners are always the X factors, mate. Especially if they yeah. uh, if they get yeah. on first name basis with the referees and uh, give the referees water as well. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. <right. laughs> but um, yeah, look, it's a, it's a really exciting comp for mine. Most weekends, if I'm looking for something to do and I'm not sure where I'm going. No offence to the boys in A grade or even the first graders, but I'll be probably trying to sneak down on a Saturday afternoon to check out a B grade game. Um, unfortunately for me, there's not too many up in my neck of the woods, but, you know, I can make a trek down to the Uni or Glendale or Cardiff quite easily, or even Windale or Swansea's mm. not a bad drive or North Lakes on a Friday night if they're playing. I'll tell you what, that's, if, if you get sent down there on a Friday night, that's a, that's a challenging one as well. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I refereed an A-grade game down there last year, and there was one of the kids in the crowd was abusing players from both sides equally with some language that quite, quite frankly, I was surprised that his vocabulary was so broad with four-letter words at that age. You got to start them young. Well, that's it, and you know, and that's the great thing about some of these venues is there's some very uh, verbose children. <laughs>
1: Eloquent, even. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I'd go
0: that far, but, you know, it, 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 you know and, and, and some punners as well. There were some punners down at North Lakes that were yelling at one of the kickers, and then the North Lakes kicker turned around and pointed out to him that he played for North Lakes. And the response, I think, was, geez, I'm that drunk. I thought you were the other team. So, that, 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 good honesty from the crowd, though. I like that, too. So, and, and again, one of the greats of Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League is that sort of banter. The crowd's that close, and, you know, it, 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 is, it is a game of footy, but they're not playing for sheep stations, but nothing's left behind.
1: Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, that suburban pride, that, that your, your local jumper, no money involved, just, just the uh, just the blood, sweat and tears and beers. Um, and it, um, it means everything.
0: Certainly does. And speaking of that local pride, we will, we will uh, move on and uh, finalise our, our chat, mate, with the Lake Macquarie Forklift Services A-grade men's competition, a six-team competition, um, a couple of new entrants, uh, two returning sides from last year, one returning Ooh. after a little bit of a hiatus from the top grade, or well, actually two returning from a bit of a hiatus from the top grade. So uh, the two returning from hiatus is Woodbury and Dudley. Woodbury obviously have brought the Tafuas on board, which I think is a great stroke from them to have that experience of those guys coaching. Um, I reckon even at their age, if they could uh, hoodwink Mark and Larry into, into pulling on the boots, if they're ever short, they won't, they won't do them um, too badly either, mate.
1: Yeah, well, Barry was pretty effective a couple of years ago. Um, and I know he didn't play a huge amount of games, but the ones he did, he, he counted in. Um, whether, whether Mark would be persuaded to lace the boots on again, I'm not sure, but, um, both impressive blokes, um, local boys, um, really will be putting it into that, into that Woodbury history. Um, so, you know, I'd be, be, be expecting them to be a real challenger in that competition, um, with that, with that kind of experience and leadership.
0: Putting him around, yeah, it's 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 the, the challenge always for Woodbury is consistent numbers, and if, if with that leadership and you know, I guess a bit of discipline instilled out at the club that you know those guys will bring, and it, it'll be a great opportunity. And and look, I, I caught up with uh, Mark on the on the show when we're doing some of the uh, interviews with some of the XNRL players probably 18 months ago, two years ago. So I'll make sure to get that back up. But a guy who is very passionate about his local area, you know, says without footy, yeah. you know, he would he would have been you know likely behind bars. Um, just because he was, you know, a bit of a ratbag kid. And we know that, you know, ratbag kids, sometimes footy can be the saviour of them. Um, and, you know, for him it was. And he obviously went to Rugby Union and then went on to his NRL career. Um, so it's great to see those sorts of guys coming back and getting involved with their local club uh, rather than just going to one of the, you know, his Cup clubs or one of those sorts of things. So great to see. And, and we wish Woodbury all the best on their return. The other Thank one is you. the other one's Dudley coming back in. It's going to be an interesting one, though. Obviously, uh, one of the pace setters in B grade last year. I know there's been a few moving pieces there, um, their former coach Terry Collins has been going through a really tough time for anyone that isn't on across that you know, please, please check out the stuff that the guys are doing um, trying to run, raise some funds for him on social media with Lyme disease um, we saw it was a challenge that Ryan Stig went through not that long ago um, and that'll transition nicely into who our next team is but Dudley it'll be a bit of a changing of the guard um, they might be a little bit light on in the forwards from what I'm being told but they won't um, certainly leave anything short for pride they'll have a red hot crack in this A-grade competition
1: oh, Dudley's a great club they were really, um, you know, they they were really strong last year. Minor premiers for a reason in the Big grade comp. Um, you know, the question is, how they'll go in A grade, that that, that half step up. Um, uh, but you can guarantee with Dudley that, uh, particularly on a Friday night or a Saturday evening, that they'll have a great home crowd cheering them on. Um One of the best clubs in the comp, for that I think. And uh, wish them well as well. Um, hopefully, they make a, make a go with it in A grade.
0: Yeah, like I said, they, won't, they, they never leave anything out in the paddock and, um, you know, mm. they'll have a red-hot crack and I look forward to a bit a nice little rivalry between them, them and uh, South. Um, the other the other one we'll move on to before we get to South, though, is the Maitland Pickers. They've joined this competition. I tell you what, looking at these uh, teams that are in here, three teams all playing in black and white, you wouldn't want to be a referee in the mud on a Friday night at Dudley. Yeah, a couple
1: of Magpies teams, a couple of feed black and whites. Um, at, uh, it, it would certainly be testing my limited eyesight, Chris.
0: Yeah, exactly right, mate. It'll test even the best of us. But, you know, I've been told many times mine are painted on, mate. So maybe we'll get you to referee instead. <laughs> yeah. Don't the, do any the, the one in the black and white we're on to now, mate, is, is the Maitland Pickers. And, and this, again, it's, it's one of those things, them coming into the Newcastle and Hunter competition, obviously a surplus of players with, you know, how strong their first grade and reserve grade sides are. And uh, look, their reserve grade built last year into a stronger side, again, from what they'd been the year before. And undoubtedly they'll have, you know, some young guys that won't make the cut in their 19 side as well. They have a lot of clubs feeding into that 19s competition, into that 19 side from the Maitland district juniors and the 17s. Um, so there'll, there'll undoubtedly be some young guys who are on the cusp here who might be, you know, Matt Lantry and co might be just going, okay, let's have a look at them against some men in a bit more of a different physical football. And then the other guys that are going to be on the fringes of that reserve grade squad as well. And, you know, some of the players we saw playing reserve grade and coming off the bench for them in reserve grade would be, you know, Borderline first graders at other clubs, so I expect this side to be reasonably competitive, but it may have some real fluctuations.
1: Yeah, you'd hope so. Look, it was a few years ago Maitland um, entered uh, um, uh, their, their open age team in, the, in 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 this competition, and they weren't up to it. But it was a different Maitland pickers then well. there's been a bit of a revolution there, and they're very they've been extremely strong for the last few years. And I would think that out of any of the open age teams that have entered in uh, across these competitions, they're probably the best equipped. Um, without knowing a huge amount about this squad, um, I think they'll be really strong.
0: Yeah, I think they will be. Another one who returns this year after a solid year last year is South Newcastle. They're there or thereabouts on the cusp of the finals for most of the season, and... Look, you know, a little bit like Belmont South, but probably a few years they're junior. They've got quite a number of experienced heads that are, you know, probably, you know, I'm not going to say, Samba, that it should be your last hurrah, but, you know, you're not going to any younger, Dwayne Sampson. So, you know, it might be about time for you, you and you and the boys to have an absolute red-hot crack and maybe throw a real cat amongst the pigeons and, and go deep into this competition, which we know their abilities there. It's just about consistency and, 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 you know, them turning up week in, week out with, you know, uh, more, more seasoned bodies, we might say, Sean.
1: Well, that's right. Sambo gets his hair cut every fortnight to hide the greys at this point, I believe. Um, So, uh, but he, 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 he he certainly adds leadership to any team he's in and one of the best blokes getting around as well. Um, So look, you wouldn't, you wouldn't write South off at all. Um, They've got some big bodies, they've got some experience and some really, really crafty players. And, um, you know, the, the, the the guys feeding the same as Maitland, the guys feeding out of the South 19s program and, uh, on the fringes of their second-grade team, I think they'll be, they'll be pretty solid all year long.
0: They certainly will, although we may have prompted Sambo's retirement, mate, once he's heard that there's you know positions available to be a uh, beer and sandwich tester, so we'll wait to hear from him on that, Sambo. My, <laughs> people, on the can talk, my people can talk to your people, although with uh, his management connections, I think his asking price might be a bit high, Sean. <laughs> I don't have the match fees for him. Yeah, no, exactly. We, we, you and I are doing it for love, love, love of sandwiches and beer, which might be enough, but we'll wait and see. Uh, the, the next up is, and the, and the penultimate of our teams in this A-grade competition is the, um, I guess, the defending premiers, the defending minor premiers, Dora Creek. Uh, look, they've been an absolute powerhouse in recent years. I think they've been in, in the last three grand finals we've had. They've been in all of them. Uh, they've picked up one or two of those from memory. Uh, they went down to Thornton in an absolute cracker in the rain a couple of years ago. They missed half of last season with, with COVID and were still the minor premiers, um, in, in an amazing result just because of how dominant they were in the first half of the season. And look, mm. you know, it, it'll be a brave man to, to really get there and put their, you know, kahunas on the line and say, I think one of these other five teams are going to knock Dora Creek off. Not to say it can't happen, but Dora Creek would have to be very warm favourites heading into 2022.
1: It's, it's, it, you can't put them any less than, than absolute favourite. Um, they, They've um, they've dominated the competition for, as you said, quite a few years. Um. They've got a great squad assembled. They're obviously well coached and well resourced. Um, got a great home ground. Um, I, I can't I can't see them being any anything uh, less than first place and, and one part of the grand final algorithm, unless there's some kind of crazy injury crisis. Um, so, I think if they could make the minor premier, um, get the minor premiers like premiership last year, missing all the games due to COVID that they did, um, that there's no doubt that they'll perform again this year.
0: Yeah, you certainly look, if someone offered me even money about them as minor minor premiers, grand final double, I reckon I'd take that even. Um, and, and you know, and that's a hard feat to get both of those. But, yeah, certainly, you know, if, if they're turning out very similar squads and, and the other thing that's probably going to help their cause is the fact that those guys on the fringe of their A-grade side, you know, in previous years might have been sitting on the bench for three or four weeks and then getting called up when there was an injury, they're going to be rolling around playing consistent footy in C-grade most weeks. So they're going to be match fit. They're going to be ready to go, which is just going to add another sharp edge to, to an already very dangerous blade. Yes,
1: yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And, and last but not least, and, you know, I, I, I might offend Dora Creek here by calling them, a, you know, almost a Central Coast side, but we lost Northern Lakes down to Beagle, but we've almost got a Central Coast rivalry. A Rimba-Wyoming magpies have dropped out of the Central Coast competition. They've really been challenged for numbers in recent years, which is you know, a shame to see a side that was, you know, at one point in the, uh, I think it was the Jim Beam Cup at the time, um, but they now find themselves in our A-grade competition, the Newcastle Hunter Rugby League, the Lake Macquarie Forklift Services A-grade competition. And look, I'm hearing they're quite light on numbers compared to recent years, and they're going to have some challenges, but I believe also they're, you know, from, from what's been said out of their camp, that they're, you know, they're not going to, they're not throwing in the, in the towel and, and thinking they need to be regraded. They would have ideally liked to have sat in B-grade from what I'm hearing, but they're, they're going to try and have a crack and they want to, you know, get that, you know, once proud club name back in the, in the highlights, and they could be a bit of a dark horse, mate.
1: Well, I hope they do. I hope they are. Um, I hope they really perform um, coming out of that. Coming out of that, you know, uh, at least ostensibly higher tier competition in the Central Coast. I hope that they, they give it a red hot crack and uh, take some scouts. Um, it's um, it's going to be interesting to uh, go to a home ground that's pretty unfamiliar to a lot of uh, Newcastle Luhana fans and um, and uh, enjoy the ambiance at somewhere else. Um, and uh, it's, it's all really, you know, they're, they're great unknown, aren't they? You know, what, what, what have they retained from the squad from the last couple of years and, um, and how are they going to be uh, prepared for this one? Um, but uh, I guess we'll find out uh, on Friday night.
0: Yeah, well, it's exciting. Bill Sohi Park, the home ground for Rimba, we welcome it back. We did have the Tall Timbers timber cutters playing out of there for a couple of years while they were with us, and I'm sure, I'm sure the Trembath boys who, who run the Tall Timbers Hotel and have been involved with Tall Timbers and Rimber in different um, lights will be more than happy to welcome any of the, the visiting clubs for a beer afterwards. They're, they're good rugby league people, the Trembath boys. So, um, yeah, certainly, certainly a good rugby league area. Um, if you, if you, as long as you don't hold against them that they let Paul Kent play for them for a little bit, but we'll leave that much that, that well enough alone. I reckon you know he's he's not he's not the ilk of rugby league journalist like yourself and I, mate.
1: No, he's not. He's not. He's he, look. He, he's competing with us right now in NRL three hundred and sixty. You know, trying to hold back his indigestion. We can do better than that.
0: Oh, mate, any, any anyone that's being, um, you know, Alfred by Braith and is probably in a bit of trouble, I reckon. So <laughs> we, might, we might leave that well enough alone. But mate, what we're going to do just to, just to wrap up, we're going to run back through the grades that, that we've gone over, and I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but we're going to tip a premiership winner for each of the each of the men's grades. So you know, a lot of these are going to be shot in the dark because we don't know side makeups. But you know, nothing like us to you know blindly blindly make a guess at a decision. I mean, I made a, you know. Nearly 20 year refereeing career out of it, as people can tell you, mate. So, <laughs> we'll go through each of the men's grades and, and the ladies' league tag. And so, we'll go back through in the order that we, we looked at it first. So, um, and, and if you do need me to rejig you on the team list on the teams that are in each grade, mate, if you're not already got, I know you did a lot of prep here, so you might have the notes. But we'll start with the ladies' league tag C grade. Who is your tip to take this one out?
1: Um, yeah, okay. Now, I don't have that one in front of me. All right, um, we'll run
0: through. We've got Dudley, Shortland, Cardiff, Westy, a Morpeth, Raymond Terrace, and Tea Gardens.
1: I like the look of Morpeth for that, for that one. Um, they trailed against uh, Uni's B grade the other week, and were not disgraced by any means. I think Morpeth, as a first team entry, could be premiers in that.
0: Uh, you like those stories, you know, up, up there with the the Ducks, who were dominant from their first entries in the men's. Ooh. I'm going to go um, I'm going to go with the girls out at Shorty. I think they'll, they'll be strong and uh, they've been around for a couple of years and they're starting to get a few things together. So there's a few teams here that will be very, very hot and cold and I think anyone could win it if they can sneak in a fifth. So it'll be an interesting one, the C grade. We'll jump on to the B grade Monarch Blues Ladies League tag and I know, I'm, I'm pretty confident I know who you're going to tip here and I reckon I'm going to be... Uh, I think I'm going to have to go different to you, but uh, the B grade, I'm assuming it's going to be the, the She-Horses B? University Maroon, they will do all right, I reckon. Yeah, mate, I'm going to go, you know, the uh, the, the Ducks. I, I, I talked them up before. They've been improving. I think they're going to go the next step and have a red-hot crack this year. And, uh, look, they've got a, a reasonably young side, similar to what university does, and I think that'll be a nice little, nice little rivalry there, an inner-city one, you know.
1: It yeah. is, yeah. Well, Rick, Ricky DeMondi coaches them. He's a former uni player. Uh, did his knee a few years ago, but it was a good little dummy half, and he's got the Hamilton uh, team looking good. Um, and uh, I think he'll do well with them again this year.
0: Lovely, mate. And A grade, I'm assuming, is going to be the the University She-Horses White? That certainly is,
1: and they're going to be very strong again, but that is going to be an extremely tough comp.
0: It certainly will. And uh, look, I'm going to go a little bit different as much as it's going to, going to annoy Craig. And, you know, look, I'll, t- I'll tip him in for coach of the year across all grades just for, um, you know, we, we might have to give that award based on banter that we hear during the year. And he'll be, he'll be a clubhouse leader already, I think. But I'm, I'm going to go hard to split Maitland and Central. But I just think with the fact that Aberglassen's gone by the wayside and a couple of their players will bolster an already strong Maitland side, I think Maitland will probably be, you know, if you're pricing this up, Maitland are probably heading in it, you know, Maybe two fifty central at three dollars, and uni at three fifty. But there's not much splitting those three heading into the season, I don't think. So it'll be it's a crack cracker, tight,
1: super tight last year. All three of those sides beat each other at some point or another. Or I think actually uni and central had a draw, um, and um, it is that's uh, going to be a really tough call.
0: Yeah, and I think the thing to, to, to suggest to people, if you look at the score lines from a lot of those games, they're quite often quite low scoring. Don't let that deter you from going to watch these games because they are thrilling. There's a lot of opportunities that are within inches with the, the nature of tag where, you know, someone's almost diving across the line and the tag gets ripped off on tackle five, these sorts of things. So, you know, you, you know, it's, it's like saying, saying that, you know, a, a game where, um, you know, a game of soccer, you might have 30 shots on goal from each team and it might finish one all. It's, it's similar to that, but better because it's not soccer, obviously. That's right. All right, we'll move on to the Southern Conference. So we've got uh, the three Maitland sides, Maitland United, the Griffins from East Maitland, West Maitland, the Hamilton Ducks, Waratah and Budgie Roy. And I'm, I'm not sure, I need to get clarification on Waratah, whether that's still Waratah or whether it's the uh, the rebadged I, Rats and Dogs. I, I can confirm that that's the Rats and Dogs. It is the Rats and Dogs playing under their banner, which is, which is great uh, of Waratah to allow them to continue to do that so they can uh, be in the competition due to borders and politics and other rules that we, we don't have time for tonight, mate. But uh, who, who's your team here? I'm, I'm going to go, I think Budgie Woy. I think they've been very strong for the last few years. I know they might have lost a couple of players, but I think I'm going to say Budgie Woy to pip out East Maitland. Right,
1: okay. Look, I'm going to go in a slightly different direction. I do like Budgie Woy for this competition, but I also saw a couple of games with West Maitland men play last year and they were hard as nails and had a red hot go and I reckon they'll do all right.
0: Yeah, lovely. I think I think a lot of these competitions, like we said, it could be throw a blanket over the field. Uh, next up, we'll jump into the C grade. And as we talked about, you've got the all the sites from down the west of the lake. You've got Dora Creek, Awabakal, West Walls End, Morris at the east of the lake. You've got Lakes United, Abermain up in the coalfields, uh, Walls End, Maryland, Raymond Terrace and Fingal Bay. So there's some interesting interesting splits here, but... Mate, is there someone that takes your fancy at this stage? And you know, likely if we tip someone, they'll probably get regraded to B grade, knowing our luck. But that's all right; we'll throw it <laughs> down anyway.
1: Look, I think um, I think Westie, I think Westie will go go well in that competition. I don't know much about their um, who they've got or what they're doing, but um, uh, Westie are always super competitive and um, and have been. Uh, obviously, uh, won the twenty nineteen Grand Final in B grade. Um, any of those blokes still around out there, I think
0: they'll do well. Well, mate, any, any team that's still got Kai Junker rolling, Junker rolling around, uh, you can't ride them off, I would suggest. So, Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see them. I'm interested, I think we'll see some improvement from Raymond Terrace as well. Uh, Dora Creek second side, they could be absolutely anything. Uh, Lakes, they were strong in D grade last year, and I think they'll be a little stronger for Belmont South going by, but my, my tip, again, just based on a couple of signings they've got, and, you know, there's been some, um, some some things around at the moment that they're reuniting in terms of, and it's similar to what Thornton Beresford did um, a couple of years ago in terms of in, in honour of a former member, and I'm, I'm apologetic that I don't have the details of who it is, but that's a wobbicle. Um, I think oh, if, yeah. that, if they can keep their their best crew there for all the season, uh, that they'll give this a red-hot crack. And, and I think it'll be great for... Um, not only rugby league on the western side of the lake, and, you know, we obviously saw what Northern Hawks did coming into the, the top-tier competition, but a stronger wobble is a really good representation for local rugby league. So it'd be great to see them there. Uh, the other one that's always, you know, led, led by the Evergreen, I think he must be about 62 by now, Jeremy Lowe is walls and Maryland. Lowe, I think he's played about 7,000 games, mate, and he just keeps on keeping on
1: i look at at least 7,000 but he keeps me plugging away, filling in at lock or hook or wherever he's needed. Um, and uh, a gentleman besides, um, I didn't know he was still having a run. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, as we said earlier, those walls in West and uh, classes will be um, will be pearlers, I reckon.
0: Yeah, the Grange will be bursting at the seams now. There's uh, not COVID restrictions outdoors, mate. Uh, it'll be back to the old days when uh, Tala, Filippo and co were playing out there and they are in the A-grade competition, then versus Cardiff. Those were the days. Mm, absolutely. All right, mate. We'll move on to B grade, and uh when we get onto this, I, I will. Before we get into anything, just mention. Speaking of evergreen veterans, I believe a milestone just around the corner for Matt Garrick, who, mate, you you would know, Gek, and he's been around for windale for a number of years. Won, I think, an A grade and a C grade title, at least, if not more, um, and has been a, again a veteran of that side. He's had career and season-ending injuries more times than, than, than he, he'll uh, he'll let anyone on and. Mate, I'm pretty sure he's had career-ending injuries and then turned back out the next week.
1: I, he's like that. He's looking, he's, um, he's one of the big reasons why I was sort of tipping Wendell for a big year earlier. Um, craftier player he won't come across. Knows his way around the football field. Obviously getting a bit longer in the teeth, but aren't we all? Um, any team that's got Matty Garrick in it, I think will do all right.
0: Yeah, mate, and, and, and there, there, there will be at some point during the year, I've been uh, working with Scooter out there, there will be a presentation from the show. We've, we're, we're working with uh, Windale to... No, no sp- funds spared to uh, work on a statuette at Windale Oval for, for Matt, so wait, wait for the unveiling of that. We will do a, a live cross during one of the games in the, in the first half of the year to, to honour the I great it was man. I it was going to
1: be sculpted out of empty blue teams
0: no well, no, yeah there's there's a number of different things we've put out put out the tender for artists so mate, we'll see you know it uh, look again no expense spared and and will be much more resemblant than you know the likes of the Cameron Smith statue <laughs> but mate I, I'm guessing I don't need to you know I know you, you talked windowallll up before but I, I think you'd probably be, be lynched over at the um, the knowledge Coliseum if you uh, if you if you went anywhere but the, the seahorses is here
1: I think old sexy eyes will slip his blue contacts in again and uh, lead the University Seahorses around for a very good year. Um, we're celebrating our delayed 50 years this year, and uh, it's going to be a big year in the Morana
0: White. We look forward to that. It's a, it's always a, um, a a welcome place, in, you know, when you're outside the white lines there as a visitor, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, not necessarily welcome from the uh, the students and the fans while you're out there, which you you wouldn't expect, and none of the other clubs would return it the same, but. I think it's great to see, obviously, some challenging years recently for for your club, um, including that season where you uh, not only had the challenge of playing in the A grade competition, but you played the whole season away from home. Um, So, you know, hats off to everyone out there. It's, you know, your club has been a a bit of a stalwart in recent years in this competition and, you know, in these top grades. And we look forward to another strong year and, you know, the ladies will flock a plenty, although I'm sure his missus will be uh, keeping them well away from sexy eyes because, you know, they just want to see those dazzling blue eyes. Yeah, well,
1: you know, the, the secret is that he's wearing contacts.
0: Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me <laughs> at all, mate. So we, we could all we could all do it but we're too tight, right? Yeah, that's
1: right. That's right. Uh, well you can't you can't put magwells, magwells on a shit cart.
0: No, that's it. No, that's exactly right, mate. Um, it's just like you know, there's no point putting premium fuel in your 1984 Corolla. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's my my analogy. And uh, but, mate, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Swansea. Wind local derby grand final. I will tell you what, wherever that's played at would be uh, bursting at the seams. So uh, sorry to burst the, uh, the the seahorse bubble, mate. But I, I think that one would be a well worth the price of admission.
1: Well, train and drinks. Swansea channel and play on the bottom of the ocean. But
0: wait, place to play it. I was going to say, just take it down to Carl, Carl Oval, mate. Knock down the back fence, and they'll Phil Barton as well. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, and now the A grade competition, and you know, like I think, I think it's fairly predictable. We talked about it before who we're going to tip, Sean. But um, I guess maybe, maybe a a grand final, a grand final duo, and if if you dare tip someone to upset them, then then feel free. But. I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to go, it's going to be a Dora Creek-Maitland Grand Final um, and a high-scoring attacking one because hopefully by then the rain will have stopped in September and uh, Dora, Dora Creek to, to lift a trophy, which they haven't had the chance to do in a couple of years um, officially.
1: Yeah, look, it's, it's just it's just impossible to go past them. Um, looks, probably if I'm going to pick a dark horse for it because you've already gone to Dora, am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think Maitland. I think Maitland are going to be really strong in it. I think um, everything else that's going on out there at the Pickers is going to flow down to their open age side, and that they'll be pretty strong this year as well.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Although I, I do look forward to, and you know, unfortunately, I don't know that we'll get on the Maitland Sports Ground this weekend. But I do look forward to Maitland versus Woodbury. It's kind of a big brother, little brother. You like to see those ones, you know. Technically, Maitland view them as a feeder club. Woodbury will will resent that, and you know there'll, there'll be no love lost, and they'll want to get the the one up. And a number of the boys would have played for both sides at different points, so that, that'll that'll be a nice little grudge. And you like those little stories. We talked about a few of them throughout the show, mate. But that that'll be uh, that'll be a cracker during the year. And imagine that if it's an elimination semi final, you know, second versus third or fourth versus fifth at some point, that'll be uh, red hot to watch. It
1: would be absolutely.
0: All right, mate. Well, that brings us to a close. Uh, Mate, uh, it's a surprise that you you and I have managed to limit limit ourselves to under about four hours of talking footy, but we'll probably talk once we finish recording some more. So uh, a big big thank you to you, mate. We look forward to um, your your wraps on the... uh, on the uh, blue cans and steak sandwiches, which touch wood the weather allows this weekend, but I think you might be waiting a week or two to, to really get your, your proper first taste because I know you've been probably warming up a little during the trials because it'd be irresponsible to hit the season without a pre-season run.
1: Well, look, funnily enough, I've actually been shaving myself a big first splash. Of, you know, yeah, so uh, uh, look, um, whoever the barbecue I hit first is really going to know it.
0: Oh, we expect, we expect a strong start, you know. Um, we, we, we can give the warning, I think. Uh, let's have a look. Round round two, if we can get on weather-dependent, because, as I said, I don't think round one, although you will be at home, Cardiff Oval might need to be on their best behaviour and on their best service. So, the, I, I, As a man who's played at Cardiff, the blue cans out there are normally pretty good. So, um, yeah, good, good luck to them being possibly the first cab off the rank, and I'll see where I can pop up over the opening rounds, a, a Friday night special down at Glendale or... Possibly, uh, Windell might be might be there in round two, so we'll, we'll wait and see. But a big thanks to you, mate. As always, very generous with your time, and uh, undoubtedly we'll catch up during the year, both at grounds and hopefully on the pod as well. And good luck to the C and She horses. Uh, um, I know I know the girls are going to need a lot of patience to deal with Craig, and um, you know, and the fans will uh, need a lot of patience to deal with those dazzling blue eyes as he's setting up numerous tries during the year from Jared Rodimer. <laughs>
1: My absolute pleasure, and look forward to seeing you.
0: That about wraps it up for another episode, episode three of League Castle for season four. A big thanks again to everyone for tuning in. Uh, Make sure to shoot your messages through to our Facebook and Instagram pages with suggestions for guests from either the Denton Engineering Cup, the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League, or even some of our Central Coast competitions. We'd like to expand our competition coverages down to the coast this year if we can, um, outside of just those two sides in the Denton Engineering Cup. So we'd like to do some intermittent coverage there. But again, thank you for tuning in. A big thanks to Mitch Williams and Sean Johnson uh, for both coming on and uh, giving time to the show again. Uh, great to have Sean back as he touched on uh, our inaugural guest on this show. So really look, really appreciate his time. Uh, next week we will bring back our Denton Engineering Cup Stats Man of the Year uh, and Josh Spiegelman will return and join us. So we're looking forward to that and uh, everything that we can dig into there again and uh, see who can follow up Royce Jeffery's stunning effort to take that out in 2021. A big fingers crossed for this weekend that we can get plenty of footy action on, or at least some with this current uh, horrific weather. Our thoughts are, as we touched on before with Mitch, uh, with those competitions and and communities that are being inundated again, unfortunately, after everything they've already been through, especially on the north coast and and, uh, up to the border. Uh, Our thoughts are with you, and uh, yeah, certainly some really challenging times for them. So if the worst that we're coping down here is a little bit of missed football, I think that we will persevere. But uh, fingers crossed we can get some games on and uh, kick the uh, NHRL season off and continue the Denton Engineering Cup season. Uh, But again, shoot your messages through. Plenty of feedback coming through the page would be great. And we look forward to seeing some footy action and catching you around at the footy in the not-too-distant future of 2022. We go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does! There's the premiership.
1: Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's gonna be to try. Joy Jobson's got the
0: try. Window get their second. The done
1: it! You always think a league Carson, Newcastle are
0: Honey rugby league.